Hey, want to give a special shout out to 106.5 The Link uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, they just liked the episode 21 of Remember the Class of 1998. So, thank you guys out there again in Cleveland. And this one is for you. So what I'm trying to tell you, Eddie, is that it takes a lot of a good old American green stuff to make one of these things, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, you've got your camera, you've got your film, you've got your lights, you've got your sound, you've got your lab cause, you've got your developing, you've got your syncing, you've got your editing. Before you turn around, you spent maybe $20,000, $30,000 on a movie. That's a lot of money. But your ass is. But if you make a good one, there's practically no end to how much money you can make. Have you seen Jack's house? No. He will. He'll see it. You got maybe 15, 20 guys standing around just making sure that your lighting is right. But you can work out in the morning, you can work out at noon, you can work out at night. Doesn't matter. If you don't have those juices flowing down there in the Mr. Torpedo area, in the fun zone. But you got to get the people in the theater. You know, you need the big dicks, the big tits. Uh-oh. Here we go. How do you keep them in the theater after they've come? With beauty? I'm with acting. No, I understand. You've got to get them in the theater, you know? you got to keep the seats full. But I don't want to make a film where they show up, they sit down, they jack off, and they get up and they get out before the story ends. It is my dream. It is my goal. It is my idea to make a film that the story just sucks them in. And when they spurt out that joy juice, they just got to sit in it. They can't move until they find out how the story ends. You know, I want to make a film like that. And I understand, you know, they have to make films. I've made them myself, you know, that are a few laughs. Everybody fucks their brains out, and that's fine. But it's my dream to make a film that is true and right and dramatic. Hey, this is the American Lineage, Michael Miller, and welcome to episode 23 of Remembering the Class of 1998. And we're getting more and more into fall here. Of course, it's still officially summer, but it's not really feeling like that up here in northern New York today. Uh, but we're supposed to get a warm up later this week for the last time, hopefully. And I've seen that uh, there's a hurricane coming down. You know, done my peeps down in Virginia. Um, hope you guys stay safe from the hurricane if it does hit shore. And, of course, the NFL season started today. I haven't got a chance to see any of the games. But I heard Cleveland Browns broke their uh, losing streak. Actually tied the game with Pittsburgh today. So, way to go, Cleveland. Woo! All right. Starting off 10-song block here, of course. 10 straight songs. Well, no interruptions. And, of course, we're still in the charts in 1994. And, of course, occasionally play some other stuff from other years. Obviously, other popular tunes. And we're going to start off with... Lucas from Denmark with uh, his one hit, uh, Lucas with the Lid Off. Of course, Lucas will later go on to be a producer and writer for other well-known artists later in the decade and to this day. 
Um, this song was top 30 in November 1994. Um, the video's really rare to find these days. I remember watching it on TV. It's, it was kind of... It's probably one of the reasons why it came a hit, because the video you know, was really weird. I would compare it to Herbie Hancock's Rocket. That's I would definitely compare it to that. Um, it was top 30 on Turnip and Rap uh, charts. Top 20 in Australia. Top 30 in New Zealand. Top 40 in UK. And of Scotland has their own charts, technically speaking. So it was more popular in Scotland uh, amongst the United Kingdom uh, countries. And it was in their top 30. So here's Lucas with the lid off. Did, did. Do, 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 do. Watch me now. Here I'm Ramper Class of 1998. Double shot. Alright, we're just getting done with our 10 song block here on Ramper Class of 1998. And of course, we started off with Lucas with Lucas with the lid off. And then we heard from Sarah McLaughlin, uh, one of her rare tracks, Good Enough. Uh, it was top 80 in uh, November 1994. Uh, it was top 20 in alternative charts. Uh, fared better than Native Canada, it was top 10 in Canada, and then it was top 3 in their, in their AC charts. And of course we heard a double shot of Sarah with uh, one of my favorite songs by her, Sweet Surrender. And then we heard from Joan Osborne with uh, One of Us, and then The Lovely Jewel with Foolish Games. And then we heard from, of course, Paula Cole where all the cowboys gone. And then we heard from Annie Lennox with No More I Love Yous. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I can think of that song now as some scene from The Sopranos playing that in some store where Tony's wife is arguing with some other, you know, Italian broad who's involved in that mafia association that show. So, <laughs> thank God for The Sopranos for putting that in my mind. <laughs> there is no mafia. All right. <laughs> uh, then, of course, uh, another country tune, um... Basically, kind of peaked in the pop charts. Uh, the Watermelon Crawl by Tracy Bird it was top 90 in November 1994, but of course, it was top five in the country charts and it was top 10 in the Canadian country charts. And then, of course, you know, we had to hear some more country music to end this block. We heard Pick Up Man by Joe Diffie and, of course, David Lee Murphy's Dust on a Bottle. And now, let's get into our news segment. <laughs> Alright, our newest segment today, looking back at November 13th, 1994, and it was the end of the NASCAR season for that year, uh, it was the 44th for the, uh, for the organization, of course it was the Winston Cup back then, not the Sprint Cup, and of course the winner of the Winston Cup was no other than Dale Earnhardt Sr., the Intimidator himself, it was third straight, and he tied the record with Richard Petty, wins seven in total. And fall behind them was Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace. And Jeff Burton won Rookie of the Year that year. Uh, the last race occurred on this date uh, in Atlanta, Georgia at the Hooters 500, which is now called, I think, the Folds of Honor uh, Quick Trip 500. <laughs> and ironically enough, Mark Martin won the race and Dale came in second. And uh, pretty much it was, you know, Dale Earnhardt was the man at that point. And uh, if you get a chance to go to the Facebook page of the show, Remember Class 1998, I posted up the uh, few videos of the win, the actual satellite feed of the whole entire uh, Hooters 500, uh, thanks to Smith TV for posting it up. 
in uh, part of the banquet ceremony where uh, Dale Earnhardt um, basically talks about and thanks to people who helped him on his way to being the one of the best NASCAR drivers of all time. So here's to like Dale Earnhardt uh, for tying that record. I think it's still holding to the day. Him and Richard Petty are still got the most, well, I guess they call it Sprint Cup now, but it used to be Winston Cup, folks, in NASCAR history. So after this, we're getting into our top album of the week. Alright, we're back here. Remember Class 1998, and now we're in our top album segment. And today's top album is a sixth album for this group. Um, it was uh, debuted in the third week of September 1994 at 44. Wouldn't go no more higher than that. So it'll be a top 50 album in the United States. Ironically enough, it'll be their most commercial successful album here in the States. Uh, Fair better international wise, it was top 20 in Australia and top 30 in the UK. The band I'm talking about is Dinosaur Jr. and the album is Without a Sound. And the first track we're playing off is the classic uh, Field of Pain, which on its own was a top five uh, modern rock hit. Uh, the video was uh, well known. Beavis and Butthead did a parody of uh, Field of Pain or voiceover. And it's kind of, um, I just saw the video again yesterday while uh, prepping for the show. I was still in New York City, so you can see the Twin Towers and all that stuff. It's like, oh man. You just remember that time period in the 90s, you know, when before all this, you know, terrorist crap and, you know, and Big Brother looking down on you, you know, but also the song was a top 30 uh, in, the, in the UK. So here's Feel the Pain by Dinosaur Jr. off their Without Sound album, only here on Remember Class of 1998. Alright, we're just getting done with our top album segment, and of course the album was Without a Sound by Dinosaur Jr. First track was their uh, classic track, Feel the Pain, and then we heard I Don't Think So, which was a top 70 uh, UK hit as well. And then we heard Mind Glow, and then Seemed Like the Thing to Do, and the last track we played off the album was Over Your Shoulder. And alright, that's pretty much it for this segment, and now we're going to get into our TV segment. Hey, in our TV segment today, looking back at another Diane English creation. Of course, it's on Monday nights in the fall here at the 9, 30, 10 o'clock slot on CBS. And um, basically, the show's called Love and War, and it's third and final season. Uh, pretty much after uh, the fall, the show got moved to another day and time slot and pretty much killed the show. Um, the show started Jay Thomas as Jack Stein, Andy Ponce as Dana Polino. Uh, Joe Murray was in it, um, of course the Murray brothers, you know, the youngest of the, the guys. Uh, Charlie Robinson from Night Court, uh, Joanna Gleason, and Michael Nury, which we all probably know from Flashdance, he was in the show too as well. Uh, pretty much the show setting uh, took place in the bar called the Blue Shamrock in Manhattan, and focused on the relationship between Jack and Dana. Um, actually, the show's on Google Play, so if you uh, get a chance to watch the whole three seasons, it is on Google Play. Um, pretty much, um, I sort of remember the show, but again, it was at 9.30, so I couldn't stay up and watch it, um, during the time, because it was a school night. So, I might have watched it here and there, uh, when it wasn't a school night. Um, I was a fan of Jay Thomas. I, I thought Jay was pretty cool, you know, since Mark and Mindy and all that. But um, 
yeah, it's a shame the show didn't last that long. You know, at least it lasted three seasons. And if you guys want to check out bloopers of the show, I was able to find them on YouTube and post them on the uh, Remember the Class 1998 Facebook. So here's to Love and War. And there definitely was uh, Love and War with the show in the last season here from 94 to 95. All right, after this, we're going to hear some, I guess, some interesting tracks, depending on your opinion, I guess. I'll see you then. All right, we're back here. We're up in class 1998 as the traffic goes by. As the traffic goes by. Um, of course, recording here in Messina, New York, as always, um, until we find a better location or a better network. <laughs> no offense to Anchor. Sorry, it was a little joke. Yeah, I don't mind being on the NPR podcast. And at least you guys let me have my word and say. Okay, now not me gabbing about my provider. <laughs> All right. Let's start this segment off from the soundtrack of a low down dirty shame as the traffic keeps going by here. Um, and a uh, group of Souls of Mischief and their songs called Get the Girl, Grab the Money, and Run. Uh, it was the top 30 in the hot dance sales or maxi singles, whatever chart that is all about. I mean, apparently it was a big chart back in the 90s. Uh, it was also a top 50 rap hit. So. Uh, so we're going to start our block off with Souls of Mischief from the soundtrack of Low Down Dirty Shame. Shame! Get the girl, grab the money, and run. Only here on Reverend Class of 1998. Alright, we're just getting done with that block of songs here on Reverend Class of 1998. Of course, we started off with Souls of Mischief with Get the Girl, Grab the Money, and Run. And then, of course, we heard Will Smith once again with Men in Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love you, Will. Love you. <laughs> and then we heard Robert Palmer's version of a Devo song, The Girl You Want, uh, which isn't a bad version, actually. Um, apparently, didn't reach the shorts here in the United States, which is a shame. Uh, it was top 30 in Japan, and it was top 16 in his native UK, of course. And they were heard from Outcast. That's right, Outcast. I was not aware Outcast was even around in my high school years. Is the real song I remember hearing um, on radio really caught my attention was Miss Jackson, but uh, apparently they had um, a rap hit with this one, "Get Up, Get Out." It was uh, top 20 in the rap charts and then top 16 in the RB charts. And then we heard uh, in this block um, the classic one from Public Enemy, "Give It Up." You know, uh, of course, Flavor Flav, Chuck D, Timmy X, Professor Griff, those guys rock. As always, uh, well, I smell the popcorn going. I got my salt. You guys want to use that imitation cheese on the popcorn? Go right ahead. I got my Pepsi. I got my Skittles and Reese's Pieces and maybe my Milk Duds on the way. You know what time it is. It's time to go to the movies. In our movie segment tale, looking back at the classic kids film, uh, it was released December 21st, 1994, time for Christmas. It was Richie Rich, uh, an adaptation of the famous comic book uh, series, and I remember watching the cartoon series back in the 80s. Uh, this was the real-life uh, action film of Richie Rich. Unfortunately, it was a box office bomb. 
Um, did, I think it fared better in the home video, though. It came one of those um, movies that came more popular on video, and, you know, eventually it's, it's got to fall in. Uh, of course, starts Macaulay Culkin as Richie Rich. Uh, he was 14 at the time. I think this is one of the last big ones Macaulay did for a while before he technically bowed out for a bit out of acting business. We can't blame him. He made a lot of millions in those uh, first uh, four years of the 90s. So, I mean, can't blame the kid. And, of course, now he's about my age. A little bit younger, I think. Uh, John Larroquette was in that course. It's Lawrence Fendo, the guy who was trying to get the company from Richie's dad, who was played by Edward Herman, Richard Rich Sr., uh, the character he played. And, of course, Jonathan Hyde from Jumanji was the butler, Herbert Cadbury. Uh, and the lovely Christine Ebersol uh, from Amadeus played uh, Macaulay's mom, Regina Rich. Um, apparently, this movie's got a 24% Rotten Tomato rating. I think that's about close to or maybe less than uh, The Room, I think. <laughs> and apparently, Macaulay got nominated for a Razzie for Worst Actor, but apparently um, lost to Kevin Costner and Wyatt Earp. Now, I got something to say about that. But be on the future episode when we get to White Herb. That's bull. I love White Herb. Then we rocked. Um, I think I've seen bits and pieces of Richie Rich, but again, like you see the trailer where you know Claudia Schiffer says trainer. What 14, 15 year old would not love to have someone like Claudia Schiffer as their trainer? Boing. <laughs> you know, straight up, man. Straight up. But. Yeah, I mean, it was a typical kid's film, so, I mean, I imagine, you know, at that time, though, it's like, I was at the age where I was moving on to the next phase in life, you know, because I was, you know, in early mid-teens, and I'm sure Macaulay was thinking the same thing, too. Um, so, anyway, here's here's two, excuse me, The Richie Rich, uh, the movie of the week. Here, I remember the class 1998, and after this, I'm going to be digging out of the potato sack again. Alright, this is the American Legion's Michael Miller, and welcome back to Remember Class 1998. And now, I got the potato sack here of our archives. Uh, we're digging through the sack again, and this time, hopefully, it'll be no mess-ups like last week. But I can't guarantee that. Alright, we're starting off with a death metal band from the Netherlands. Uh, they're called Asinks, and then this is from their self-titled album, Asinks. Which pretty much didn't go anywhere, but hey, whatever. And uh, this is the opening track off the album called Prelude of the Unhonored Funeral. So here's the Finks with uh, Prelude of the Unhonored Funeral off their self titled album. Only here on Mirror Class of 1998. Alright, we're just getting done with a block of songs coming out of the potato sack here and remembering the class of 1998. Of course, we heard from Essynx off their title album, um, the track Prelude of the Unhonored Funeral. And then we heard from the famous Julian Cope from the UK, Welsh side, uh, from off his album Autogeddon. Um, the album was a top 20 UK album. And the track we played is Don't Call Me Mark Chapman, which is probably one of the first songs to touch about that. Man, it took John Lennon's life. Uh, I think a couple years before the Cranberries did their song called I Shot John Lennon. Um, and uh, then we heard from the samples off their album Autopilot. And the track we played off that is As Tears Fall. 
I'm listening to the samples. They kind of sound like Dave Matthews before Dave Matthews came about. So, I mean, maybe Dave Matthews may have influenced by these guys. I don't know. Uh, the next track we played was a song called After Strange Gods off the Bad Boys of the Arctic album by Gary Lucas. Gary's kind of a local here, I guess. He's from Syracuse, uh, New York. So, what's up, Gary? Maybe you ever listen to the podcast show, which I doubt, but you never know. And then, um, last album track we played is from Sebadoa, which, uh, they were actually a spin-off group from Dinosaur Jr. Um, the bass player Lou Barlow was in Dinosaur Jr., and uh, the album we played off the track here uh, called Skull. The album's called Bake Sale. Um, the album did pretty well in the UK. It was top 40 in the UK. Um, the track itself, Skull, was a minor hit in the UK. It, was, it just barely made her top 100. And all right, pretty much done with that. Putting the potato sack away. And now I'm going to get into our pro wrestling spotlight. All right, our pro wrestling spotlight today is on a man who would be a future WWE World Champion. He went by many names. Some of you might know him as Bradshaw. Some of you might know him as JBL. Some of you might know him as John Layfield or John Bradshaw Layfield. Ironically um, enough, he's on Fox uh, Business Channel these days. He's off the business. But we're looking back at John Layfield's career. Um... In the fall of 94, as John Hawk or Texas Hawk. So looking back at the John Hawk, Texas Hawk years in the fall of 94. Uh, he wrestled for the GWF um, before they uh, went out of business that time frame. He, wrestled, he did one match for the NWA when, uh, in Show in Tennessee. But my jury of the fall of 94, uh, he would wrestle for Otto Wands uh, group, um, CWA or company, whatever I'll call it. Uh, Catch Wrestling Association. You would, you know, go back and forth between Texas Hawk or John Hawk as a name. Uh, pretty much September 3rd, he would wrestle his last match for GWF in Sulphur Springs, Texas. He would team up with Black Bart and Mobed, who would be later known as Ahmed Johnson. And I believe they lost to the Fabulous Freebirds, uh, Jimmy Garvin, uh, Terry Gordy, and Michael Hayes. And then September 17th on TV taping in East Ridge, Tennessee. Um, he would win against, uh, believe, Sebastian Crane. And that same night, he'd be teamed up with Ann Western and lose to the Hard Riders, uh, Frank Lawness and Ricky Ryan. Where the heck are those guys now? <laughs> Seriously. Um, September 30th would be his first match with the CWA in Hanover, Germany. He would have a win against Tony St. Clair. Uh, he would be involved in a lot of Texas bull rope matches. I think the Germans actually call him the king of the bull rope uh, at, uh, by the end of the year. And he would also, you know, guys like Rambo and David Taylor and um, Alf Herman, French uh, Schumann. Um, it's German, folks. We're going to be here for a minute. He even wrestled in, uh, on October 16th in an American Rules match which he won by DQ or disqualification over Rambo. Um, we got some ice train over there. A um, bunch of British wrestlers. He actually would team up with Fit Finley um, a few times here and there and actually wrestled him in late October in CWA. And then uh, the 
company would move to Bremen, Germany, and do a few shows there. Um, actually, be, I think it's the first time I'm looking through my records here. Um, pretty much, he was wrestling just by everybody like more than once uh, on these uh, tours uh, with the CWA. He wrestled uh, Eric Watts, uh, son of Cowboy Bill Watts, on November 29th. And he won a match over him in Bremen. Then November 30th, um, it was probably the first time, unless John Layfield or Glenn uh, Jacobs, the new mayor of Knoxville, um, correct me, um, probably met each other in person and they teamed up. At that time, um, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, was going by the name Spartacus and... So it was John Hawk and Spartacus would lose by DQ to to Franz Schumann and Tony Sinclair. And so I would think that's the first time Bradshaw and Kane ever had any interaction whatsoever was in Ottawa's uh, CWA. Pretty much he finished out the year with them, you know, being a bunch of matches and battle royals and all that stuff. And that's pretty much it for the career of John Hawk, a.k.a. Bradshaw, a.k.a. JBL, a.k.a. John Leefield in the fall of 1994. Alright, so after this, it's my picks of the week. Alright, this is the American League's Michael Miller, and welcome back to Remember Class 1998, and now again towards the end of the show here, and of course it's my picks of the week. And we're starting off with a classic one from Alice in Chains, um, the song's called Again. So, yes, I'm playing Alice in Chains again because they rock. God damn it. Come on. It's Alice in Chains. So here's Alice in Chains with their song again here on Remember Class of 1998. All right, we're just getting done with my picks here. We started off with Alice in Chains with again. And then we heard a classic one from Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. And get them back together, you know, after the BS of the NWA breakup with Natural Bull and Kill Us. Of course, this later will be used the theme song for the Gangsters or New Jack by himself in ECW. I think to the state to a certain extent. And then we heard from Cypress Hill with Illusions. And then we heard from the classic one from Ozzy Osbourne with See on the Other Side. And then Green Day with Walking Contradiction. Because I'm alright. Okay. Well, folks, episode 23 is in the books. I'd like to thank Anchor and Apple iTunes and any other podcast service that carries the show. You want to listen to the full show, of course, with the music. Please listen to Anchor and Apple iTunes. Unless you want me to talk, 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 talk. You can, you can hear that anywhere uh, across the, the podcast plane. And also, like, a special shout-out tribute to Burt Reynolds, who passed away. Uh, Burt was... Um, Probably one of those actors I grew up, like all of us grew up watching, you know, throughout the years. Um, and, you know, it's a shame he died, but again, he lived a good life, you know. I'm sure he was happy with the life he lived, and he made some mistakes here and there, like anyone else, but, you know. So, tribute out to Burt Reynolds and his family, you know, you're in our prayers, guys. And also, also, we probably should mention about Bill uh, Daly, who was in I Dream of Genie and uh, Bob Newhart show. Now, he did do a couple few things in the mid late 90s, but nothing really significant. But as kids, um, obviously, when we had off from school or summer vacation, I mean, they were playing reruns of I Dream of Genie like crazy, and he was probably the best thing on the show. No, as Roger. No, 
doubt about it. In my opinion, he was. Um, so sorry about his passing too, and he was 91 years old and. Oh, pretty much so. Burt Reynolds, Mill Daily. See you on the other side, as Ozzy Osbourne said in the previous segment. So, well, guys, thank you for listening. Um, I'm hoping to broadcast live from Comic-Con. I'm in talks with one right now that's nearby me. And um, hopefully get some interviews done and possibly guest coast host. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes the next few weeks, guys. I'll keep you updated. So, anyways, take it easy. Have a nice week. Hopefully you guys enjoy the last warm week of summer, at least up here in the Northeast. I'm sure it's going to be still summer down south and not west for a longer time. And the guys are my face Hurricane Florence. Um, hopefully you guys survive the storm if it lands your way. And other than that, take it easy, rock on, peace, and be good to each other. See ya. You're great. Thank you. She's the best. She's a wonderful mother, you know. She's a mother to all those who need love. She's really nice. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, I want to be in business with you, Ed. Really? What do you think? I'd love it. What do you think of Roller Girl? She's great. Would you like to do it? Have sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. She's she's really foxy. No, I bet your ass she is. You're officially out of limes, Jack. Well, I'll pick up some for you tomorrow, son. Come, 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 come here, darling. I want you to go over there and sit on the couch with Eddie. Here we go. Are we going to fuck? Oh, yes. <sighs> well, wait a minute.